This is the Casting Lots podcast, and you're listening to Casting Lots. We will not comply with the institution's sick illusion. No, it won't be televised. Welcome to the revolution. Televised government been telling lies. If you're not with us, you better step aside. Witnessing the genocide, everything is centralized. The food that we consume, and they spraying it all with pesticides. Easily identify the sheep and the snake, the real and the fake. Giving us a reason to pray. I'ma make my own choices. A voice for the voiceless. They trying to destroy us, avoiding the poison. It's all pointless if you don't have a purpose. If you read the verses, you'll know who we versing. Government can tell you what your worth is. Look deeper than the surface. They don't even want you researching or asking questions. We all being tested. Shh. Shut your mouth, they comply, that's the message Want you to rest on prescriptions that mess with your head Got you stressing, suppressing expression We will not comply With the institution's sick illusion No, it won't be televised Welcome to the Good evening, everyone. Uh, tonight I'm sorry. Is... What is... I don't want to be a, an emperor. Oh, no. That's not oh, my business. No. Shh, be quiet, yeah, I Charlie. Be or conquer anyone. <laughs> I should like to help everyone. Well, that's it, guys. Tonight. Gentile, black what man, white. It's got a mind of its own. Lord have mercy, Jesus. I think we're... Are we good? I think we are. Charlie, he just wanted to finish the show, apparently. He's like, we're done. Anyway... <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Tonight's Saturday, April 29th, 2023, and this is episode 14 of Casting Lots. And, you know, of course, I got Matt here. He's always just so excited to be here, right? Yay. He just could not wait for tonight's show. Actually, tonight's show is going to be really interesting. Um, I know, Wade, uh, we were talking about electroculture in uh, LLELC, and um, there's just so much information around this and like Matt and I have been doing research and we bought some copper coils and um, once we can actually get out there and start planting, we're going to, we're going to try this and see if it works. So I can't say either way, whether or not it works, but from all the research that Matt and I have done, like this is amazing. And yes, Matt definitely, he is ready to throw some F bombs tonight. So I, uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Tim knows you're ready. She's like, look, he wants to throw some bombs. No bombs. <laughs> no bombs. It'll come out. It always does. Um, anyways, before we get started, I'm going to just go ahead and open us up in a quick word of prayer. So hopefully Matt don't drop any F-bombs tonight. So if you would, please just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just come to you humbly tonight to thank you yet once again for bringing us all together, Lord. Uh, we thank you for the knowledge that you've given us, Lord, for the veil being lifted and, and the ability for us to see um, all the lies that uh, this world just wants to give us, Lord. Um, we just ask that you be with us here tonight, Lord, um, that you give Matt and I the, 
the knowledge and the courage to to put forth some messages that some people may or may not want to hear. Um, and we just ask that you give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear, Lord, and and the discernment. You know, there's just, again, so many lies in this world that we've been given since we were young, Lord, and we're, we're breaking through that. We're, we're beginning to see that this world isn't really what it seems, and we know that we're not from this world, that heaven is our home, and we're just here in our territory. And, and I just ask that whoever is meant to hear this message tonight, Lord, that they hear it with open ears and an open heart, Lord. Um, we know that there's just so much deception in this world, and it's really it's hard to to imagine that the ones that we've trusted would be the ones that would want to hurt us or lie to us. But with all the evil that surrounds us, it's it's beginning to become more apparent that, um, you know, they don't want us knowing the truth. They don't want us knowing you, Lord. So just please be with us tonight, Lord. Guide us. Um, and for those that are hurting or are sick, Lord, just heal heal their hearts, heal their bodies, heal their souls and their minds, Lord. Um, and again, just continue guiding us. In your son, Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. All right. So. You ready to talk about electrocuting yes, some plants? I'm so excited. Yeah, we're going to electrocute our plants. Um, basically, that's what you're doing with electrical. So for those of you who just tuned in or will listen later, tonight's show is on electroculture. And I actually just heard about this maybe, what, a month and a half ago? I think so. I'd never, I never, I didn't even know what it was. Um, I saw a TikTok video and I was just like, what? What is this? So, you know, me, I'm always investigating plane detective. And so I kind of started looking into it and then I showed Matt. Your conclusion was that you have to electrify. I've, the yes, I've got to electrify the carrots. It, truly. So they're saying that the yield, like your plants, will grow between 100 to 300%. I don't know if any of you have ever mm -hmm. seen like those gigantic pumpkins or the, the watermelon and they look massive. Like, oh, that had to be like not natural. That had to be inorganic, you know. But the truth is it's actually more organic than anything because with electroculture, you're literally shocking the soil um, with just natural uh, electricity from the earth. You know, it doesn't require any type of... Um, you can do it for a DC and AC or... Well, what is that? What's a DC and an AC? It's a direct current. I mean, it's just a battery. It's a low amp. So a battery. Right. There was something that I saw, I was reading earlier, it said, um, it was, this was from the General Magazine from July 1755. It says, a machine for perpetual electrified garden. Um, so there's like an apparatus that they made this machine. And, you know, they were figuring out that if you use just electricity in your garden, in your soil, that your plants will grow bigger and better. And you don't need this you know, fertilizer, all this stuff that's actually killing our soil. And, you know, Scott from Bards FM, he talks about like in six or seven years from now, all the soil is going to be bad. But maybe this is the answer. You know, if we can re-energize the soil and put things back into it naturally without these nasty, poisonous, cancerous um, pesticides and, and fertilizers, maybe this is how we you know, because how did our ancestors do it before us? I know that, you know, we had talked before about, um, you know, they would burn 
the land and then they'd move on to a different part. And then by seven years, you know, they could come back to the first spot that they started gardening because you've got to give the land rest, right? Just like God, within six days, he created the heaven and the earth and the seventh day he rested. Well, the same thing with us. And we had talked about, you know, the seasons, you know, wintertime is a time for rest for the land. You know, God took care of that naturally. That's why we have the different seasons because we do have to give the land a rest. But what if we can figure out a way to actually care for this land without killing it, you know? Um, they say to use wooden poles and wrap copper around them and just stick them in the ground. Exactly. That's everything that I've seen. That's what they, they talk about it. Um, you know, so this was an earth battery by Alexander Bain in 1841. It says it's the same principles as today's batteries, except the zinc and the copper plates were put into the soil and connected above ground by wires. And then the plants grown in between the two plates grew faster and yielded more. So we've seen different, you know, what do they call them? Apparatuses, yep. different ways of, of doing this. And so, you know, the olden days, they, um, what did it show here? Like this thing, it's vibrating wires under the action of wind and then electricity of the floating air carried by the clouds. And some of the videos that I've seen, people that, that create these different types of apparatuses, um, the sky is completely clear above their houses. Like they are, um, you know, because we all know about chemtrails and all the junk that they're putting in the air. And people have, have taken videos and they're showing that when they have these things in their ground, they the air above them, the sky is just blue. And then everything surrounding them is, you know, covered in clouds and, and things like that. And um, I don't know. I mean, after seeing the things that I've seen, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's not a coincidence, right? Well, I mean, it's tried and tested. Well, yeah, so many people. And I know today they're doing um, this in other parts of the world. A lot of it is in, you know, like Europe. They're testing these things out. And then I saw an article and it talks about uh, this is from, I guess, China. Scientists have made peas grow faster by electrifying them. And this was from um, January 17, 2022. And it says electrifying peas may sound like a strange way of encouraging plant growth, but a high voltage field could hold the answer to boosting fruit and vegetable production. The use of electrical currents in agriculture known as electroculture is nothing new. A 1900 study cited experiments showing that potatoes grew six times heavier with an underground jolt, while carrots took on un unusual proportions. It's never been vigorously researched or widely used in agriculture, and that's a lie, because they have done it. Uh, but more than 120 years after the first paper, a new study claims that a renewable-powered electrical device can do the same trick. Researchers at the Chinese Academy of Sciences in Beijing put a small tribal electric nanogenerator amid the plants to create an electric field. The device is powered by a mixture of wind and rainfall, removing one of the barriers to electroculture, the carbon emissions and energy consumption involved in drawing electricity from the grid. Compared to the second set of peas grown in normal conditions, the yield from the electrified peas increased by almost a fifth, and the plants germinated faster too. And it says the main advance is that self-powered system can boost crop yield by harvesting the wasted wind and raindrop energy in our daily life. Um, but of course, you know, other experts aren't so sure. Well, of course they're not sure because that means that, you know, I mean, this is free energy, just like Tesla, 
you know, everything was in the ground. And we talk about grounding with copper and, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to, to do just that. And of course, we're going to have the scientists, the so-called experts tell us, no, that this, this isn't, um, this isn't good. This isn't real. This isn't going to work. It's just a conspiracy. But again, we're seeing so many uh, people coming forward who are doing this or have been doing this. And they're saying like, no, this is real. So basically electroculture is just a simple method of applying atmospheric, which is free, electricity to significantly increase plant growth using basic materials like copper wire or magnets to vitalize the soil and increase yields by 100 to 300%. It also eliminates the need for fertilizer and pesticides. Explain that it is not electricity as we know it, but a breath of energy, which stimulates and increases the fertility of the soil. Yeah, come on, see that drawing, I think, like Christmas time. Because he's holding like a Christmas tree? No, at the very top left. Oh, that? No, no. Yeah, the coils. I was watching a YouTube video yesterday of a guy from um, Australia, and he made these coils, and he was just explaining, like, how to to make the coil. You know, because if you buy, like, a whole Was spool, he chasing a shark and fighting a kangaroo? He was not. Wow. Really? Was that a dad joke? Because that was not Definitely funny. Maybe. Definitely not funny. Can we save those for the kids, please? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to end up leaving. Look, I'm going to play this quick video. Um, it just kind of tells a little bit about it. So it's like two minutes long. In 1920, the first patent was filed for a little known concept called electroculture, a simple method of boosting plant growth that could single handedly end world hunger. This little system was successfully tested all over the world, harnessing the atmospheric free energy that's all around us. These methods proved to increase yields by up to 300% and eventually eliminate the need for toxic pesticides and fertilizer. The only problem was electroculture never made it into the school books. Fast forward to 2023. It was only a matter of time before this revolutionary concept bubbled back to the surface and took its roots once again. If we were using electroculture and understanding everything as frequency and harmony and balance, then we could have as much food as we want. It's like we can have an abundance. When they tell you that there's a food shortage, they're just making stuff there's up war in Ukraine. so they can put you into fear. Basically what you're doing is you're creating an atmospheric antenna to harness the energy of the earth so that you can boost your soil and your plants. You'll start to notice you'll have more bees, you'll have more birds, and you won't have to use pesticides, you won't have to use fertilizers. What you're doing is you're bringing back the electrical charge. So we are electrical beings, and these plants are also, our beautiful plants here are also electrical beings. They have sap, right? The sap is their blood, just like we have our blood. And what happens is, is when you put this copper or brass antennas near them, now what you're doing is you're enhancing the sap that is always flowing through the plant so that the plant can get more nutrients and live a healthier life. This documentary sets out to tell the stories of pioneers from all over the world who are working together to bring electroculture back into the public conversation. With your help, we can bring electroculture out of the shadows and get this information to the people who need it most. So far, we have launched the website electroculture.life as a free information resource. And 
So definitely check that out if you're interested in this electroculture life. Uh, they've got a lot of great information on there. And, um, you know, it's really starting to pick back up. And with everything that we know is going on in the world, you know, how they're, they're burning down all these food processing plants and things like that. Knowing these types of things, you know, again, Matt and I, we haven't even tried this, so I can't say whether or not it's worked for us here. Um, but with all these videos that I've been watching and just seeing, you know, people have been doing this in, in other states and other countries for a while. We just never heard about it. So, you know, they're creating this food shortage and um, this very well could be the answer. You know, like all of us that are growing our victory gardens or our patriot gardens, you know, if we start doing this and we're yielding these big fruits and vegetables. 500 pound pumpkin. Yeah. How, like, how long do you think is. that would take to carve? <laughs> the out, kids would be like, whoa. How long it takes to eat. Yeah. This is just, it's so amazing to me because it's just like, why? Of course, we know why they hid this, but like they said, you didn't learn about this in the history books. So I found this um, this pamphlet by Justin Christoflo. Oh, he was a member of the Society of Scientists and Inventors of France. And I'm not sure what year this is from. I tried looking it up, but there's no date. But he came up with this apparatus. And um, so it says electroculture is a method of applying atmospheric electricity to the fertilization of plant life and has during the past few years developed to such an extent that it is today being practiced in many of the countries of the world. France, England, Canada, Germany, Switzerland, Italy, Belgium, Denmark, Sweden, etc., its success has been so marked that there are upwards of a million apparatus in use in these countries, and its application is extending as its benefits become better known. The discovery of this process is a well-known French scientist, Mr. J. Christophlou, who devoted years of research to the development and application of his process. And the apparatus which he finally perfected and patented throughout the world is the result of his efforts. The apparatus referred to as illustrated above. And so it shows how he created this. Um, and then it gives a description. It says, terrestrial magnetism and telluric currents. The apparatus must be firmly placed on a post at least 20 feet from the ground with a horizontal pointer pointing direct magnetic south and the perpendicular pointer to the sky. So uh, then it says, number one, atmospheric electricity. The currents with which the atmosphere is impregnated are captured by means of perpendicular pointer and the aerial wires of the apparatus which serve as a conductor, by which means the positive atmospheric electricity is passed to the negative currents in the earth. The horizontal pointer, which is pointing direct south, captures the terrestrial magnetism and telluric currents which surround the apparatus. And then the sun, uh, this is number two. And it says, inside the casing of the apparatus are ridges, and outside are flanges corresponding with the thinnest parts of the casing. When the apparatus is placed in position on the post with the pointer direct south, the rising sun naturally strikes the eastern facet of the apparatus. The flanges on the outer portion of the casing serve to deflect the rays of the sun from the thin part of the casing to the thick ridges. These flanges also being exposed to the wind cool the portion of the casing to which they're attached. The, uh, where am I? I just lost my thought. The difference in temperatures causes an electric depot 
or store due to the metallic particles. The same action takes place later on in the afternoon on the third facet or western side of the apparatus. Thus, during the whole day, the sun creates an electric depot in the whole apparatus. So, this, I don't know, we have to figure out how to make this. The only bad thing, though, with this pamphlet is that it doesn't tell you how to create it. Um, I mean, it shows you an illustration, but um, does all that make sense to you? Nope. <laughs> and then it's got, like, insulation instructions, and I'll share this PDF, um, but it says the application to isolated trees, electrification of a single tree. It's very easy to electrify one single tree. The apparatus is placed within three feet of it, the tree being north of the apparatus. The galvanized wire is buried 15 or 16 inches at the base of the tree, and a few buckets of water, preferably rainwater, are thrown where the wire is buried. After a few months, the tree will gain a new vigor, and if it is ailing, it will throw out new shoots and will randomly improve. So not only is it going to help you like grow bigger plants and vegetables, but have you seen like the, the ecosystem like plant like trees have like they connect to each other pass yeah. nutrients along mm -hmm. so well yeah so what it's saying is that even if your tree is dying it will help bring it back to life uh the inventor's name his name was Mansour Justin Christophlu. I want to say this is from like 1705 um his last name is spelled C H R I S T-O-F-L-E-A-U. Um, yeah, it doesn't say when this was created, but from all the the information that Matt, Matt and I have been looking, I mean, this has been around for a while. And they said that there were millions of these apparatuses created, you know, and think of all the buildings, you know, that had all the copper on them and then they got destroyed you know, during the Chicago Fair and all that, like, all these conductors that they had um, got destroyed. You know, I'm sure these apparatuses also got destroyed because they don't want people being able to conduct energy and, and to grow things like this. You know, think of sometimes when I go to the grocery store, I see some like heads of cabbage and they're just so small and like sorry looking, you know, and it's like they know they know that there's better ways to to create food or to grow food, um, and they've just been hiding this from us. It's really, really crazy to think that, you know, all of this information is hidden from us. I mean, what else do they know, you know? I know. Do the you? 1920s. That's when it, this was the 1920s? Yes. Yeah, I can't really find much information. I tried Googling and, you know, searching everywhere. I know there's a book out there, but the problem is, you buy these books and they're reprinted from Amazon and you, I'm sure they leave a, a bunch of stuff out, but if we don't have the original, how do we know? You know what I mean? There's a picture in this pamphlet. And again, I'll share this PDF with everybody. Um, this cabbage was measuring 11 feet in circumference. Like it looks like Nephilim food, truly. You know, I mean, the way that these fruits and vegetables it's just amazing to I me i mean just think though like imagine how many people we could literally cure world hunger but they don't want us to you know so um some of the, the videos that we've seen uh it's like douglas had said it's um you you get a big like garden steak or stick some some kind of wooden stick and you just take 
a copper wire and wrap it around, yeah. right? Yeah, literally, that's... And then you stick it in the ground, and then it says to water, and obviously, preferably rainwater, which that's another thing I want to get... Um, uh, what do you What's call those? basic minerals that are in those? It's what you're trying to replenish it with. Stuff that you get out of the faucet has been bleached. And well, yeah, and they put all this stuff on there. Well, they take all the stuff, minerals out. That's why like, when you drink water in your body uh, from a tap, it uh, it washes the minerals inside your body. So in essence, it's dehydrating you. Oh, yeah, and that's another thing. You know, they've just completely destroyed our water. And that's why it's saying rainwater, because um, you want to try to get natural water that hasn't been touched by man. Um, but I want to get stuff to collect rainwater. I want to get two things for our backyard so that we can, um, you know, just have that natural water, especially like if the they, size of that watermelon. I know this is crazy. If you look up some of this stuff, it's just, it's amazing. Um, so the application, let's see, and it improves crop quality. Um, and it says electroculture can also protect plants from diseases, insects, and frost. These methods can reduce the requirements for fertilizer and pesticides. Farmers can grow bigger and better crops in less time with less effort at a lower cost. Um, there's antenna systems. Now this one shows Lahovsky. This is so they put the two sticks in the ground and then they've got the copper wire running across. So it's almost like um, what do you call those things you hang your clothes on? A clothesline, right? right? Um, and then you've got the the trees underneath it and it's just creating this this field of energy and it's giving it to all the plants it's pretty cool if you look up electroculture there's so much stuff out there there's so many books and so many um, yes yes but that, we have to let them know how everything goes after we try yeah i definitely i'm excited to try i can't wait to get out there they usually say for us we're zone five i think 5B maybe. Um, we're not supposed to start planting outside until after Mother's Day. So I'm going to wait till probably the second week of May and, and start planting outdoors because I could just see them like... Snow in June? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would not put it past them, especially because so many people are catching on to this kind of stuff. But if we do this, it says it can help with frost. So we might be okay with that. And see, here's another one. Um and says Dr. Wilhelm Reich also found that plants could be grown without light if they were grown with magnetic magnetite that had been exposed to sunlight. The magnetite absorbs and reiterates solar energies that are utilized by plants. So, like a solar panel, basically, you know, you don't need actual sunlight, which I'd rather prefer natural sun. But if you know stuff hits the fan. You know, there's just so much information out there. You know, I could spend day, and I probably will spend so many days just researching all this because, man, you can tune your water too. That's interesting. I didn't read about that. I saw something though. You can electrocute your seeds. Yeah, germinate. It will help with germination. Yeah. So it says electrified seeds will germinate much more rapidly, and the percentage of the germination itself will be much greater. Plants grown from electrified seeds will grow quicker, will be more robust, will resist frost better, and their productivity will be much larger. And then it gave you like an order form um, that you could fill out and send into them, and then they would <laughs> electrify your seeds for you. It says a new scientific progress applied to vegetation. 
Crops of grain, fruit, etc. are increased 1 to 200%. The use and expense of fertilizer is eliminated. Um, so you could order an apparatus from them too. It says Australia, New Zealand, Java, state settlements. See, but they would, didn't do the United States. I wonder why. Capitalism, bro. That's why. Capitalism. Look at this is so crazy. Yeah, so this was in the 19-something because it, in the order form, it's got date, and then it's got 19. He published this in the 1920s, or where it came from. It says, it's very important that a direction south and north be correctly established. Aerial should be at least 20 feet clear of the ground. The higher, the better, and the quicker the results. Fred didn't want to get electrocuted trying to get green beans to go rather. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm excited to try this. I don't know. I mean, we've been growing now for what? Since COVID, right? So it's been, this will be year four. Yeah. So we'll kind of see. We had really good carrots last year. Um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to do like the metal, I mean, the, the wooden stakes in the ground. Like, yep. do we do it in each bed or how yeah, do we wood. do that? Yeah. There's, this is just so amazing to me. Like, understand, you have to watch videos to see, like, how we're, I obviously can't, like, describe it to you for you. Um, but seeing videos and just watching, like I said, people that do this, they, you know, the higher, the better. There was one I think I saw was maybe, like, 10 feet. This girl had a pole. And she showed, like, above her house just how blue the sky was. And then, you know, to either side of her, it was just all clouds. And I was like, there is definitely something to this. And with all the spraying that they're doing... You know, Illinois, um, we're known for being vitamin. Uh, known for the lowest average income of house. No, the deficiencies, <laughs> vitamin deficiencies. Vitamin D deficiency, but we're also known for the lowest average income of house as of today. And we have the high, one of the highest taxes. So yeah, it's like the houses are like, everything averaging like 187000 here. Yeah, and they said like property tax is probably going to go up like 8% again. So that's fun. But anyways, what I was trying to say was vitamin D deficiency because we have no sun here. They're constantly blocking out the sun. Um, and so imagine if we just have blue skies all above us and all the neighbors got all this junk. I thought it was just J.B. Pritzker's fat ass standing hey, in front of the sun. But. That is not nice. Yeah, we, we need to vote Democrat more. Yeah, for sure. That's, you know. That's Illinois for you. And, you know, truly, if it wasn't for Chicago, I think we would be a red state. It's all Chicago's fault. But then again, our votes don't matter anyway, so. What else? I don't know. Electrified plants. I'm really so excited. Like, all this research, um, high-voltage electric field generated using wind and rain can boost crop yield. Should be treated with caution, of course. Treated with caution because they don't want you growing these massive no, plants. No, like we'll, we'll think about this. Like somebody might apply like hillbilly knowledge and be like, "Well, if we can get it with low current, let me just throw a couple of uh, batteries on here and electrify the whole gant the whole ground." Well, yeah. So this guy, this is a personal story. This guy is from France, and um. This is his story. So it says the year was 2009. It was the first year I experimented with the new electroculture technique on a one. 
Hector, how do you say the Hector field? Until then, I had made some positive and discreet tests for a few years in the vegetable garden, where I had succeeded in doubling the harvest of a production of onions with an old technique from Justin Christoflo. In the spring of 2012, I was already able to install dozens of, how do you say, is this a French word? I've never seen that, hectares? With electroculture techniques, more than 25 hectares in Canada, several hectares in France, Belgium, and Switzerland, Individuals and scholars are inquiring about installations in Africa and Asia. Meanwhile, in France, the application of electroculture by farmers lags behind. The main obstacles to action in France are prejudice, fear, exasperated criticism, generalized ignorance, the fear of failing and being noticed, all unnecessary obstacles that prevent many farmers from innovating and moving forward. Since these first installations in 2009 on hectares, the Successes follow one another. Several hectares are installed in addition each year. The results increase and are confirmed on the installations from the beginning year after year. Although it is here in France that many electroculture techniques have been invented, it is often abroad that these inventions are more recognized and applied. There are exceptions in France, such as the region of Brittany and Alsace, perhaps their open-mindedness by their deeply rooted Judaic and megalithic history, innovations in their own will, aid development, electroculture techniques. And this guy is standing next to this uh, sunflower, and it looks to be, what, maybe 10 feet? Oh, yeah. I mean, massive, you know? Actually, it's the height there in centimeters. Well, we don't do centimeters, so it's 57.5 centimeters in diameter. In 2021, I was able to obtain a sunflower head circulating 3 meters, 60 inch height and 74 centimeters in diameter, which is well above certain official French records. So people are really genuine. Farmers are worried about prejudice and criticism. Like, I'm willing to try anything at this point, you know. I guess maybe if you try it on a, a small scale. It says giant sunflowers in full growth in summer 2009 in a garden equipped with electroculture with magnetic beeswax antenna designed the same year for the experiment by Yannick Van Dorn. This without fertilizers or treatments other than careful plant and electroculture. That's so crazy. We're going to be like on the news, Matt. We're going to have these massive, because I've got sunflowers I'm going to plant this year. And we're going to be on the news. <laughs> they're gonna find us dead like no, he ain't. They're two gonna, months later. And his birds are gonna eat the, the seeds. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Oh my goodness. It's just so crazy though. Like imagine seriously. You know what's crazy is that you're you I couldn't imagine like six years ago you would have been uh gardening and now you're like a gardener. I know, and I'm baking bread and I'm being domesticated and stuff, right? <laughs> But the kids enjoy it too, though, especially, you know, growing the flowers and, you know, planting the seeds. It's just like how much is hidden from us? That's what I want to know, you know? Well, I mean, how much do you pay attention, right? To what? Just anything that's going on. Well, I, I pay mean, a lot well, of attention. Well, I but like I said, and just a generalized <laughs> thing. I mean, think about the first 20 years of your life. Well, I feel like so all the movies and the sporting events and the concerts and all that, I think all that was meant to distract us from these things, you know, and you've got the supermarkets, you know, a lot of other countries, even in Europe, 
so many people do grow their own food. That's just a common thing. But oh, for us, right? That's what I'm saying. And here it's like you just go to the supermarket, like in Chicago. You know, I don't ever really remember anybody gardening like vegetables. You know, I think because a lot of the the land, you know, the houses, you you know, in Chicago, how yeah. close the houses are together, and very small yards and. And even here, like in subdivisions, they want your grass to be pristine and cut pretty and can't have any weeds or, you know, you get a citation. I mean, they have purposely created these neighborhoods, these subdivisions, so that you aren't self-sustaining. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just waiting for them to come at me for, for all of my plants, you know. You can't have greenhouses here. I wonder why. You know, especially in Illinois, like we would need a greenhouse so we could grow, you know, longer, more often, and they don't allow it. They get out of the f bombs. Yeah, they would definitely. I, they'd be getting f bombs for me. You know, and chickens, we can't have chickens. But you know, just imagine if everybody, like in the subdivision that we live in, if everybody was able to grow food and have chickens. Like we would not need the grocery stores. I don't know, but some people were trying to figure out how to grow toilet paper. What? Where? I don't know. Everybody was flustered whenever COVID was happening. I remember everybody around here. Where's the toilet paper at? Where you go? Really? Oh, I think we only got like five or six people in the neighborhood that are gardening, or at least have been gardening religiously. Well, I've seen a lot of people like recently starting to plant things. You know, we drive around and I just see more and more people planting. I see a lot of like that house over like going to Target. Yeah. They've always got plants for sale, you know, so they grow them and then they sell them so people can plant them in their own gardens. And, you know, the farmer's markets, that's becoming more common. You know, I think that we are really starting to wake up and we're kind of going back to the old ways. Um, Wade said I was paying attention, but was also distracted with plenty of misinformation. You even had the I wanted to believe pencil dart poster. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. You know, there's just so much distraction and misinformation. And, you know, having something like this. So let's say that we do do this electroculture, right? Yeah. And we find out that it really does work and our plants are growing. You know, we pass on the information. You know what's going to happen. They're going to end up shooting up the price of copper so much. And I was watching a video yesterday. This one guy, he went to like um, yard sales and, and um, like junk stores, you yeah. know what I mean? And he was taking apart um, blenders and electronics yeah. and he was getting the copper wire out of there. So that's something to keep in mind too if you're looking for copper. But there's different size. You know, and I don't know what's what would work best. Obviously, it's going to be trial and error kind of thing. But um, there's so much copper and so many, you know, old like me. I'm always going to the thrift store looking for my Pyrex, you know. So maybe I need to start picking up electronics and uh, getting all the copper out of that. Yeah. I don't know. Hair mouse. For what use? Um, for electroculture, zero. So electroculture, we just explained what it is, but... Basically, you're taking copper wire and you're putting it around like a, a garden stake or a stick or something, pole, and um, put it in the ground and it will help your plants grow. It's just uh, definitely go back and listen to the it's show. Of, uh, it's not a new well, way. Not a new way but like it's a For us, it's a new way yeah. because we've never been taught. 
But again, you know, people have been doing this in, in Europe for a long like time. Well, yeah, but of course they want to hide this from us. And the same thing with the buildings, like we were saying, having the copper, uh, not antennas, what do you call those? Um, Garads. Yeah, on these buildings. And then they took them down. You know, that's part of the Tartarian system. You know, they have all of that information. And it's like, then they tore everything down. And um, it says, most dentist offices no longer use lead x-ray negatives, which can be melted down. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Oh my goodness. You know, and that's the thing. It's like we knowing this. Okay. So let's say that we do the electroculture and it works and now we need more copper and they just make it so expensive. We can't afford it. You can just go and find these materials that have copper wiring in them. Figure it out. Yeah. Take it apart. Yep. He, this video that I was watching was a YouTube video and this guy was just showing how he did it and how he wound it up. And, um, you know, we, we really got to start thinking, you know, we're so distracted. Well, I'm not. I haven't been watching the news, really. Um, but, you know, spending more time in books and watching these how-to videos. And, you know, it's really, really interesting. This Again, I'm going to share this pamphlet that I have so you can kind of read up more on it. Um, it's a PDF. I shared it with Catherine and Steve yesterday. And um, imagine if we had like a 400-pound pumpkin. Like, how would you even move that? I don't know. Like, what do you do? <laughs> Get a bigger wheelbarrow. I guess so. Yeah. And so they were talking about, like, the famine and the crop shrinkage. And um, the, there's some newspaper articles in here. This one is from 1921. Um, but they're saying there's no more need of coal or petrol, no need of lubricating oil to help the functioning of machinery in the factories, no more need of fertilizers for culture. We'd be inclined to think it's a miracle. It is nevertheless a reality. At the village of some name I can't even say, near the forest of Ramboulet, we have seen M. Christoflo, worker belonging to this very rare elite who works quietly and silently. His apparatus, which has been patented all over the world under the name of Electromagnetic Terra Celestial, is extremely simple and its effect on vegetation is really marvelous. Cereals, vegetables, vines, fruit trees grow with an extraordinary vigor by assimilating rapidly the nutritive substances of the soil. This means we are on the eve of a total revolution of our present methods of culture. So, you know, they obviously found out what worked and then they shut it down. And that was just in the 1920s, early 20s. Well, around the industrial. Right before the wars. And what do they need copper for? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. It's so crazy to think that, I don't know. What else is hidden? Something happened. It was like the turn of the century there. Something happened. And well, it was a shift of focus at that point, huh? I guess. I mean, did you, did you know gardening growing <laughs> up? Pepper says tweakers. I've been harvesting copper for years. Maybe I can hook you up. <laughs> oh, chemtrails. Well, that's part of the zero is that these will help the chemtrails. They they clear the skies, you know, from all the stuff because it, it's like a neutralizer. So um, people who use electroculture, they show the skies above their houses are clear compared to like next door i mean it's just crystal clear when there's a bunch of clouds everywhere else and um 
And you know, just need to stop the influx of piles that can continuously get with the well, with cloud seeding and all the other stuff that they're doing. Big old, you know, golf ball size hill. Y- yes. What is going on with that, by the way? Because I don't oh, know if you like all saw. And it's like a bunch of ice cubes, you know, like when you've got the automatic ice maker on your fridge yeah, and then it all oh, comes out in one happy. big clump. No. It's something is definitely going. And they even came out uh, just recently. I saw a video when they were talking about oh, it was. Uh, a lady who did um weather you know and she's like oh yeah they definitely do all that you know she she said oh yeah they really do cloud seeding and you know that's a good thing because you know people need it when there's you know a drought and this and that and it's like oh yeah you guys were right all along conspiracy theorists you were right but but it's just totally natural it's a good thing you know words at that point in time it's like okay when they were like, oh, well, we didn't create the cloud. The cloud was already there. We just augmented the purpose of the cloud. We made it into a, you know, we packed it full of X, Y, and Z and made it an actual, like, rain cloud. Right, know? right. We're, we're doing it for, for your health. But for we didn't make benefit. the cloud. Like, right. We didn't make the actual cloud. The cloud right, was- right. We just put the stuff in the air that yeah. made that happen. Um, and zero, no, not yet. Um, we're in zone five, so we're not going to start planting until May. Um, and usually like second week of May, we're in Illinois. So, you know, it's still, it's still cold. You know, we still get frost. So in a couple of weeks, we are going to try this and pepper. It says, if you build an apparatus, will you post the specs in the family room? Absolutely. I'm so excited to try it. Like I said, there's so many different ways that people have have done these. Um, you can even look online, you know, YouTube. Um, there's also something else. I think it was Jenny Lynn that had mentioned it in the Bard's family room the other night. And let me look it up and see what it's called because I don't want to. I mean, what if I wrapped it around like a big oak tree, right? It's got enough copper and just kept going around a big oak Will tree. Will that kill the tree? I don't know. And then connect I don't want to try and that. And then it to it like another tree and then run copper in between those trees how everything underneath it grows yeah i'm not sure about that i don't i don't know enough so it says the proof the power of organ organite energy must see um yeah she had shared something the other day it was like that but it had like copper pipes that you use um it wasn't electroculture it was called something else let me see maybe i have to go back because I was like going through all the, oh, it was an organite chembuster. That's what it's called, a chembuster. And this one uses um, metal pipes. And it looks like they put it in like cement. And so there's like six pipes or something. And again, they're tall pipes. And it says the chembuster clears an entire town. The videos on this are just crazy. This says my chembuster at work, six pipes, six holes. And then the clouds, you see how they just disperse where he has this put out. Um, and that, again, is a cloud buster. Chem buster, it's called in other places. And I was watching this video, and this guy said that he was selling, he was making these, and he was selling them on eBay. And because he had used the word chem buster, eBay International banned uh. his apparatus because they said that it went against whatever, you know, their their the rules and so he just changed the name of it and he was able to sell them again so it's like (laughs) what in the world obviously there is definitely something to the word kim buster 
Well, because they don't want, because that's the word that people are using. So it's like, we got to ban that. And people, you know, are going to outsmart the system. And so, um, but that that just shows you that it works because they're banning it. They don't want people knowing. They don't want people sharing, you know, and I'm telling you, this stuff is just so amazing. Just how simple this is. And, And it could completely change the way we grow food the air that we breathe, the water, you know, I mean, imagine if all of us, you know, Bard's nation, let's just say like, cause we're dispersed across the country and even other people in other um, countries, um, we could clean the air, just us. (laughs) And then we'd all end up going to meet Jesus because they don't want the truth getting out there. You know, I mean, again, there's just so many different things that Look, it says, goodbye chemtrails, hello blue skies, educate yourself. Chembusters destroy chemtrails consistently. It may take a few days for your chembuster to activate the environment enough to do this. But it does work. And these videos, I'm telling you, I will share all the information that Matt and I have found. um, But there's just so much out there. And it's amazing. Um, what's, What's going on? It is needed versus old school, right? There's a long list of inventors who have died mysteriously. Let the floodgates open. Of course. You know, that one guy, he was a military well, veteran. Nah, let's not go on the whole apparatus of uh, No, the water. Hydro, yes. yes, the hydro. There's yes. like nine people that have died. Yes. Well, there was something I was, when I was well, looking at. The first up, dude was like the one that they, they killed him in the restaurant. The same people were trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like they poisoned the water. It's like, I think his brother said it was his famous last words before he fell over. Yeah, because they don't want the truth getting out there. But with social media, you know, it's like, we know, with AI and, and all this other stuff, how bad social media and, and the Internet interwebs, like I like to call it, can be. However, we can use the enemy's tool against them. You know, by us sharing all this information and, and getting the word out there. And I'm just waiting for them to, like, cancel my Podbean account because I'm sharing the information. But, you know, what? I don't care. You know, this is the stuff that needs to get out there. I'd never heard of, of these things until just a month ago. You know, and if this can just completely revolutionize everything, you know. I mean, look at the way they rewrote history so many times. And I guess it's, it can be more of a learning experience for us. Oh, for sure. What, like what scale you have to do this at. Right. Yeah. Or see if it's more... Uh, if it's a better fit for like stuff that needs to be rapidly produced. What do you mean? Like lettuce and yeah. Like something that maybe might be restrained by the conditions of the butter. Maybe your peppers like mm-hmm. they help them germinate and populate a lot faster because they're mm-hmm. a lot more restricted to the weather. Right. Yeah. Here in Illinois, we have to um, grow the seeds indoors and then we have to plant the plants outside. I tried a couple of years just to do like sweet peppers, red peppers, whatever, and they didn't take. And so our neighbor down the street, um, he said that he has to plant them indoors every time because, yeah, yeah he he just can't grow them in the ground here. Last year we did carrots and I had no problem with those. He did sunflowers last year and he made all the seeds off of them. He did what? did sunflowers last year and baked all the seeds. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. I'm going to plant a bunch of sunflowers. I have those big giant ones. Um, Somebody from Bards had sent me last year. And so I'm going to try They're like mammoth, 
I think they're called or something like that. Um, but like Remnant said, eventually they'll silence all dissenting opinions. Absolutely. What was that? The Restrict Act they're trying to come out with. You know, um, it's a Patriot Act for, for the digital world. You know, they want to dictate what we can and cannot share. And that's why it's so important that. Yeah, like it is going to be. It's going to be FAFO, bro. It's coming. We feel it. You know, we're getting too smart. The veil has been lifted. God has opened our eyes. And they aren't ready for what's to come. And yes, Zero, we do have a VPN. And I'm sure we'll get in trouble for that. But I don't care. Um, Catherine said, hey, Tiff, we bought some orchid in a box from Texas. Boys on YouTube. And they're already flowering. Wow. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh do they have a website, Catherine? Oh, yeah. They're eventually going to make VPNs illegal. Absolutely. That, without a doubt. They don't want us hiding. And, you know, they've got access to all of our phones. And but to be honest, I mean, I, nothing is safe, even with a, a VPN. No. I mean, with the, I've seen the remnants of Pegasus, too. I mean, hell, they just need to have your phone number now. There's no, there's no such thing as encryption. We were talking about no. that the other day. It's uh, at work. It's a, it's a fictitious, uh, fictitious expression, you know. And so uh, there's the uh, uh, a little tool called a dolphin. Um, I have no it's idea. It's called a flipper. So the flipper, it, it, uh, it, it hacks RFI code. So you like a lot majority of things use like RFI uh, cameras. Uh, like for night vision and stuff like that, uh, um, and even like your like the front of your your front doorbells, the uh, the front doors that we have. The camera, you mean? Not even just the camera. I'm talking about the door as well. Like in a lot of front doors, they have like the Bluetooth where you can unlock it with your phone. Oh yeah. So like with this flipper, you can go up to it and like in certain in certain stages before they started patching certain stuff, you could flip on like cars. Turn turn the headlights on. Turn turn the actual car on. Well, look at what they do with the cars with OnStar. They can shut your car off, and you know, kids are whenever they feel like to, it. Like McDonald's, and because they were, you could reprogram the TVs and stuff. So they were <laughs> reprogram the TVs to not work with the remotes and changing the channel. I mean, it's 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 an interesting, you know, sense. And they they were almost banned. Almost banned in the United States. That's almost. Uh, almost. Well, when the government uses it against you, they can't make it illegal, right? So, a, yeah, a... But yeah, it's like uh, Remnant said, VPNs protect you from your local commies. Big Brother already has all the goods. You're not hiding anything from them. Yep. And that's exactly it. I mean, they you could be thinking something, you know, just like I'll be thinking of something right now. And then I'll go on Facebook and all of a sudden there's an ad for what I was thinking. I don't even say it out loud at this point. You know, and it's like a big part of me wonders, are we really connected? Like, you know, Neo, <laughs> like in the Matrix? Like, how do they know what I'm thinking? I don't even say it. But do you type it? No. Like, I'm literally, like, I'll just be sitting here and I'll be thinking, like, oh, I'm hungry. I really have a taste for something in my head. And then I'll look, I'll be scrolling through something, and then all of a sudden I get an ad pop up, and I'm like, shut up. Like, stop. It's scary. And we used to laugh and joke about that four or five years ago. You just mentioned something like you and I can have a conversation. My phone's in the other room. Yeah. Come back an hour later and scroll through and it knows what we were talking about, you know. But now it's like you just think it and it knows. Um, it's texasboys.com. All right, Catherine. Thank you. I'm going to check that out. 
Uh, arcade games, almost anything. Saw someone open a dude's Tesla charging port in a rainstorm. Oh, my goodness. Those Teslas, there was something I saw a video the other day. It was a guy in a Tesla, and the cop was trying to stop them. He was like, something had happened. There's an accident or something. The cop's telling them to stop and you can go this way. And the guy's in the passenger seat. There's nobody in the driver's seat in the Tesla. He's like, dude, I can't do anything. Nobody's driving the car. You know, and the cop is like yelling and he doesn't realize that there's literally no human in the driver's seat. And the person in the back seat's recording. They're laughing because it's like, what do we do? Like, you wanted this. And now what are you going to do? You know, hey, Siri, pull over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it's just it's crazy. I just I don't know. I don't. You know, I know someday I'm going to go meet Jesus and I'm going to have all the answers. But for right now, I'm just like, how much more stupid is this world going to become? Like me. So Matt, he's a director of technology. OK, like he is in charge of a whole technology department for our county. Me, I'm like, I can't wait for the EMP to come. I can't wait for everything oh, to that's blow like up. The inside joke for like all tech people. Like we always joke. It's like I'm going to be when I retire out of it, stuck on a farm somewhere in like New Zealand with with thousands of uh, Why like New sunflower, Zealand? sunflowers around me and not a cell phone in sight. Yeah. Well, for now, though, you know, it's just like me. I'm like, I can't wait for the Internet to explode. And Matt's like, then I have a job. I'm like, OK, that's well, OK. It's like, I still have a job. I said I wouldn't be, there would nobody be connected to the Internet. I'm OK with that. Like, I would you miss that now. I like, would miss like, all my. That means we would have to write letters again. That means we'd have to actually go visit people. How many people's address do you have on here? Uh, I have some people's address. I do. I really do. I've sent packages to a lot of people. I've got addresses. Um. But you know that's why your mail system was stopped as well. Well, that's okay. They do. How are you gonna write letters? Then? We're gonna do pigeons. Where's I'm the pigeons gonna train there? it. We're gonna Mike get Tyson? them. <laughs> Is he training pigeons again? <laughs> we oh, will do this. <laughs> Catherine, don't worry. Your cookies will be oh, there in a month. We're sending Fred the pigeon. You know, I mean, really, like, Fred's like on his third iteration. He's had <laughs> he's had to appropriate about three or four times in order to get to Florida. Oh, man. Well, well, hopefully we'll be in Florida by that time, you know, and we'll be living our hippie life and just happily ever after. Plus, most of the uh, ocean, you don't get no cell phone service. I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that, you know. Um, it says, great for y'all with homesteads, but those without are screwed. Oh, I know, Zero. But, you know, and that's another thing. You know, growing, you can grow indoors. You can do pots on your patio even if you live like in a small community you know townhome or an apartment there's just so many different ways and then that's why you have to become friends with people who do homestead you know so hopefully if we grow these massive 10 foot long cabbages we have enough for like everybody you know what i mean including the rabbits Yes, and we can't forget the rabbits. They ate a lot of my cabbage last year, and I wasn't even mad. I was like, they have to eat, too. You know, we come and we take over their land, and they are out looking for food, and it's okay. We can feed the rabbit. I mean, especially if we're growing 10-foot-long. So yeah. I mean, if we're planting, seriously, no, think about it, and I'm being realistic here. Some of the tomatoes I saw were, like, as big as, like, a grapefruit yes. or even bigger, right? So that means you're going to have a lot more, like a whole, you're talking 300% more. That's fine. So we can give it to the little hippity hops and it'd right. be you no take problem. A bath in it. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> no, but really there will be enough to, to feed people when 
shit hits the fan, you know, and there is no food because they've stopped food production and everything else, we're going to know how to do this. And we can pass this on to other people. Like, this is what you do. This is how we grow. And there was something, it was called like, um, uh, what do you call it? A buffet? No, not buffet. Uh, I forget what the guy called it. But what he said is like, when you live in a, in a neighborhood like that, you have each house grow one thing, yeah. you know? And so you're only having to focus on how to take care of your carrots. So you get really good knowing what carrots need, the phosphorus and, and, you know, potassium and all that. And so you just focus directly on the potluck. Thank you, Pepper. Uh, Potluck gardening. And then, you know, everybody grows one thing. And then it's like you have a grocery store in your neighborhood. Okay. Right. Yeah, we can grow some pumpkins. And we had no problem with that. Carrots. Um, you know, so you do that, you know, I mean, we, those of us who are awake and we've been preparing for this, it's like, we are going to be the ones with the, the wealth of information to share amongst other people. And they're going to come looking oh, to us. Book keeps going away. Yes. I got a wealth of knowledge. Just yes. You don't say that out loud because then they're going to try to steal our books. I really, I've spent a small fortune on they books. They got to find this first. I'm going to use it for <laughs> hiding. <laughs> Our books you're going to use for hiding? Stop. No, no. Yes, the dandelions. I was telling Matt, he was out cutting the grass the other day, and I was like, just leave the dandelions, please. And he did. He left as many as he could. Um, And we've got some growing in our patio. And, you know, it was funny because being, you know, the homeschool mom, hanging out with other homeschooling moms, the kids were playing kickball, and I was sitting there talking with another mom. And, I was talking to Finn. She was standing there and she's like, look, mom, the pretty flowers. She was talking about the dandelions. And I was like, oh, they're so beautiful. And I said, you know, you can eat them. And she's like, oh, I don't want to eat that. And I said, yeah. So, you know, I was telling her how we could eat it. And she's four. She doesn't really, she just thinks it's a flower. We don't eat flowers, right? And so then the other homeschool mom that's sitting next to me, she was like, that's so funny you mentioned that earlier. She's like, because I just had dandelion tea before we came to kickball. (laughs) I was like, see, these are my people. This is my tribe, you know? I've not tried that yet. I, I do want to try it. I don't know that I could eat the leaves. Like, I don't like dark greens. I don't like kale. I don't like spinach unless it's cooked. I like um, like the crunchy lettuce, you know? I love you like water. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's in the green. Exactly. I can't eat the dark, bitter stuff, you know? But, I mean, if we're starving, I guess I can. You know, I'll just yeah. hold my nose and pretend like it's tacos. I will. I'm a survivalist. I just don't do bugs. I won't that's, eat that's, bugs. That's, that's, that's part of the part Mm-mm. of the forte. Yeah, that's why I figured they'd be very bitter. I could just tell by looking at them. You know, I could drink the tea though. I could definitely boil them in some water, and I could drink the tea. I can do that, but I cannot eat that stuff. Um, flattery bill and salt water, and there's no longer bitter huh i don't know what your i don't know what that is let's see salt water okay well we might have to try that we're gonna need to get a uh a cookbook on that uh we had asparagus right out of the garden today oh my goodness see matt likes asparagus oh flash boil i'm like what is flash <laughs> okay i was like am i stupid okay Flash boil. All right. Yeah, I just, I have a weird texture issue. Matt, he'll eat anything. What did you eat when you worked with my dad? Uh, cicadas. Oh, he ate cicadas. Like, he'd be okay with Bill Gates' food. I would not. 
okay with it, but I, uh... You can make syrup with the flowers. See, we need to get a book together of the recipes for, you know, I've got a foraging book. Um, I want to take the kids out, you know, when we start going back out to the, the forest preserves things and bring the foraging book. And I know they've got those apps you can use on your phone um, to detect what the flowers are and whatnot. But just learning, like, what's what it looks like, what yeah. it feels like, you know, have the kids taste it. They'd probably be like me and be like, no, not doing it. Interesting fact is that uh, you know the, the 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 temperature of of boiling water changes depending on like where you're at and sea level. What does the boiling point of water? So it's not the actual water itself; it's the outside temperature, the outside air of, of uh, salt water or fresh water. Fresh water. So typically, two hundred twenty to twelve degrees is is the boiling point, right? But if that's based off of sea level, you go up higher, the higher you go, the, 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 the less time it takes to reach that boiling point. Why? Wouldn't it be colder? No, because the outside temperature is different. So when you get up higher, there's less, it's uh, colder. There's less oxygen. So, so the, the boiling point is going to be different. So it's going to be like maybe 180 degrees. It's just absurdly like a different temperature. So that means you're going to have to cook the food longer. That's what? just a tip, that's a tip for... Uh, survival so like if you boil chicken at sea level for x amount of minutes it's gonna be different if you go to like you know the appalachian 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 we say appalachian here but it we <laughs> get me started on that you're like i bet uh, what what did she just yeah there's your canner matt's been studying yeah. Oh my goodness. Appalachian. See, here in Illinois, we say Appalachian, but where Matt's from in North Carolina, they say Appalachian. I never heard it pronounced like that. Um. So a friend's grandma used to make me my own jar of dandelion jelly. So good. Patriot Supply has a deck of cards of what not to eat in the wild. That's probably better. What not to eat. Hmm. Um, I have multiple routes to my bug out plus a Jeep for creative routes. See, I wanted a Jeep, but we have too many kids. So we, unless we got the Wagoneer, we couldn't. This is a rally point at this point in time. Like it, it, it would have to be a significant loss of infrastructure, right? So there would have to be enough gas to move to another location further south, better weather. Especially if like. Well, that's the goal. That is the goal. Well, I'm saying just in, like, if that was to happen tomorrow, we'd have to make amenities like we do right now with, oh, of uh, course. with the stove. Oh, yeah. Figure out the water situation, stream or crawl down there. But yeah, this is just a, a wait out and let people freak the. Yeah. Oh, you almost dropped drop that F bomb. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> it was boiling. I know uh, it. And, and you stay away from the majority of people. Well, so we were talking about that last week with Douglas being on the show. We were yeah. talking about, you know, the first place they're going to attack is the cities. That's where the most people are. It's going to be panic and mayhem at that point in time. But, but, it's gonna... but they're already closing down Walmarts in Chicago. I know, I think it was about 20 years ago, they didn't even have Walmarts in Chicago. They wouldn't allow them in Chicago. What, what purpose is Walmart getting in Chicago now besides getting looted? Well, that's just it. They're getting looted and vandalized because there's nobody to stop them. But the people there, the good people, the hardworking people that still live there, they need some place to shop, yeah. you know. And well, so that's, that's why they're like, well, we're not going to deal with the overhead and the liability. 
when I got to right. deal with the theft protection that we're right. having to deal with. You just buy stuff offline and we'll deliver it to you. Well, that's just it. They had I, a Walmart home service. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, I think that's what they're pushing yeah. for. They don't want us leaving our houses have, because think of the 15 minute cities that goes hand Roger, in hand. The Walmart employee showing up. You see how awkward that commercial was. Well, no. Now they've got where you can go pick up your groceries. You don't even have to step foot in the store. No, I'm just, and then this way, they get to monitor what you're buying, what you can and cannot buy. They can. No, there was a service that Walmart gave is that they were going to your house. I understand. And unload your Yes, stuff. I know. I heard all How about that. that. I'm not going to let somebody in my house well, I'm not, do that. I'm, I'm not saying we are, but I'm just saying how creepy. It's very creepy, you know, and think like they've got these fridges, right? These smart fridges and they tell you like, oh, look inside my fridge to see if I need milk. You really think that's to help you? No, it's for the government to keep an eye on what you got. So say you're a diabetic and you've got some chocolate milk in your fridge. They're going to decline you for that whenever you need your medication until you start getting rid of that stuff that's going to keep your diabetes, your sugar high. You know what I mean? Like they are monitoring everything. Everybody thinks it's so cool to have all this smart technology, but literally you're stupid if you have all that because all they're doing is spying on you. And just like you said with the Walmart, these people coming into your house, they want to see what you have. Just like with the insurance people, we got, you know, switched over the insurance and they had to come in our house to see that we had, you I mean, know, the rooms that we said and this and that. What point of lazy have you hit at that point in time, right? Like where's the necessity at? For what? For somebody to come in and put your groceries in. The, in well, I think it. Okay. So say you're disabled and you live alone. Okay, I could okay. understand that. But you have Where's a caretaker. Market, I mean, I'm going to be right. an asshole about this. Where's the market at? Because like how many disabled people do you have inside the United States? And how many of them are going to utilize well, I know. the service? And then the elderly, yeah. you know, like they can't make it. But think about it, though. The 15 minute cities, if you live within a 15 minute city and you have somebody come deliver your groceries or, you know, because people are going to need jobs. True, right. But like the adoption rate of like that in the elderly community might be more prevalent at some like a like a retirement. City, uh, I like understand. Right. But not like but uh, Mary Poppins on the corner that's been, you know, been going to the grocery store for the last mm -hmm. 80 years. is not going to confide to that, even mm -hmm. if she gets hurt. Like, but they're going to push it. That's the problem. So maybe like a acceptance, but the acceptance rate will be there for like the younger generation. It's a way for them to right ration. They, that's what they're going to do. They're going to ration how much you can have of like, each thing. With it, like this, but that's subconscious at that point in time. It's not going to be that they're going to tell you no. It's just going to say they're going to tell you this is what you've been using. Why would you change this? Or you don't need that much. You know, you can save money here. It's going to be subtle changes where there is no freedom. Like and then Trump calling them freedom cities. There's no freedom in that. I'm trying to get away from people. I'm trying to live out in the middle of nowhere where I don't have anybody around me. Not that I don't like people, but I just don't want people in my business. I don't want people knowing what I'm growing. I don't want people, if I want to grow, truly, I mean, if I want to grow a 10-foot cabbage, that's my business. You know, I don't want people in my business. And so, you know, the government, Big Brother, they're going to watch everything you do. You know, and I'm sure with Elon's satellites, everybody can see everything. They can, I mean, you talk about the drones and how you can, like, zoom in and pinpoint down to... Just off training. Really? Like, they're... To think that they couldn't do that is just absurd. You know, they already know everything, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the adverse side, right? In certain areas, I think they know enough. In other areas, I think they're just completely oblivious. 
it's like one of those those, those crap shoots where like you think somebody's like really good in every category like they should be like a level 99 character but <laughs> like the united states is like maybe a good like 85 at, at best like certain areas we excel especially i think in like the that's why like it's i always find it surprising when they're like oh this slipped through the cracks in like the intelligence community but like in certain areas, we can give you like a full rapport of like whatever, whatever. Like the that, that kid that's in trouble now, right? Right. So like the one that spilled the beans on the yeah, FBI. Like, so like if you look, if you if you did not have any kind of insider information and you just looked at like the media's coverage, you would say like there's a good, there's a possibility that the Ukrainians might win, or there's a possibility of X, Y, and Z. There's always this possibility, and like what that report did was like it's like no. They're shit. They're shit. They're not hardly. They're barely. They're hanging on by a thread, and like we have to, you know, provide an influx of SF guys to to help. Well, I think this kind of stuff. I think what it comes down to is like so. Say you and I, okay. Um, I was a registered Republican, right? That's a check mark, okay. I'm freedom. I'm a Christian. I, you know, I'm attend. I attend a church every week. That's another check mark, right? Um, I'm white, I'm female, I'm this and that. I've got all these check marks against me. My social credit score is probably negative 12 at this point, right? So they are going to be looking at me. You are a veteran. You are a combat veteran. So we've got registered guns because Illinois is a piece of, you know, oh yeah, we, we don't have you on any kind of registry. So we have all these check marks against us. So yes, we are probably on the top of their radar, right? Yeah, but as opposed like, to somebody who's like a transvestite and doing everything that they socially want people to do, they're not even on their radar. It's like, I think the more so those people are on their radar, right? And a homeschooler, right? Because at that point in time, you're, you're doing subtle changes, but you're making big moves, right? And what I mean by that is that if my, if the population that I have influence over is double, and mass of the population I don't write. And you'll say, okay, well, Christians are not in that group. But same sense, these big box churches, they have a big influence. Catholicism has a big influence. If I can dictate like COVID per se and tell the church, hey, tell your, uh, your congregation to go get a shot, I could the message is the same across every board. It's just tailored right. differently. Well, that's why during COVID, all so those at that point in time, you might be yelling and screaming, but you're in a glass jar whenever I've moved uh, a, a an instance across three different typical entities. The Catholics don't have anything in, in common per se, or at least in the public eye with a transgender individual from Portland, uh, maybe a priest, but that's a bad joke. But they still get the same the same instance. Whereas, and we are just completely segregated, but we're not as it's like a big influence. So I think it's adverse to that. I think that government puts more influence on the people that they they speak to, and as long as they look at that contingency and they say, okay, I can talk to X group and this group and this group, and we I can get the same message. I think to you're all of them. you're completely not understanding what I'm saying. I'm saying like they're worried about what you and I are doing. I don't care about the Catholic Church. Like, yeah, they because they're a 501c3. So they dictate what that church says. Somebody like me who goes to a church that is not a 501c3, where they have freedom, where they only shut down for two weeks and they said, we're done. Okay. Those are the ones they're targeting because those are the freedom people and people congregate. 
when they go against the rules, the Catholic Church, that's what I'm saying. They're not worried about that because the Catholic Church is bought and paid for. I think they're the ones in charge of everything. But that's what I'm saying, though, that their audience, audience in general, it, it's greater across all spectrums than people are that are saying, no, I, like I'm, I'm you're going to have more in, in, you know, influence over like a large body like that versus somebody who says, well, I'm, I'm worried about ch- tracking X, Y, and Z. Government has limited resources into that. Extent. It takes one person to start a movement. I agree. Okay. Somebody who is educated, somebody who has been preparing, mm-hmm. somebody who has a garden. We are a threat to their plan. I didn't ever wear a mask. You know that I wouldn't even go into doctor's offices. Yeah because I refuse to wear a mask. Anytime we go to the grocery store, one time I almost got arrested because I almost, I just, I I refused to do what they wanted me to do. I would not comply. I will not comply. And they know that. So yes, I am on the top of their radar. Okay. That's the thing. You know, people in the Catholic church, you know, a lot of those people did get vaxxed. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not harping on like that or taking away value of what you just said. No. But what I'm saying is that, and just in general, is that, if I'm trying to move a big iteration, right? Say I'm the president. Of the I know States, what you're saying. I'm going to focus on the large people and not really give a shit about the people that are over here. No, see, because we are. There's more of us than they. But you're you, say. But see, that's the thing, though. You have a control over the this large body over here. I have control over the education system. I'm 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 creating and reproducing and making and growing that mass. I understand. But what I'm saying is that so many of us since COVID have stopped sending our kids to school, True. have started gardening, have started home churches. We have done all the but things. Population wise, tell me that they still don't outnumber. Oh, they might outnumber us, but they're already vaxxed. They've already got them hook, line and sinker. I know. And, and we, we, the people, the ones like me, I had a Facebook page banned because I was sharing too much truth. I am a threat to them. I am on their radar. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And we're going to continue to be because when stuff does hit the fan, those people that they already got the vax and did all the things they were going to do, they're going to come looking to us because they're going to realize that their government did them wrong. That I'm saying we are the leaders, even though we might be smaller than the majority of the people who went and did the stupid things. We are a threat because we are going to be the ones that is going to help change everything. We already are, you know, like, um, what was it? Remnant said, do you and do it loudly. It's not time to stand up later when it's too late. It's time to stand up now. We absolutely are at war. And I agree 100%. And that's why we are loud. We are out there. We are telling people, you know, I'm encouraging that's people. That's different, right? And this is where I'm going to drop an F-bomb. No, you don't need to do that. <laughs> but I, I, I could give two shits about what the government thinks about me. Right, or me about, either. about anything me in either. general. And I'm not going to sit here and make noise, though, because... Me making noise does deadly dick. It puts, How do you know? It puts me front and center. What is making noise to you? Making noise in any instance of getting myself recognized more than more so than any tag that I have on it, right? Especially see this. A, this is where it's different in, in a liberal state, right? Especially. That's like there's there's no lay down gun arms or any of that bullshit at that point in time. What do you? But I don't I'm, understand what you're saying. But I'm just saying, like, as far as like, uh, 
making noise? Like, where were you testing it as far as what, what is making noise for you? What do you consider that? For me, it's going out there and preaching Jesus. It's going out there telling moms to pull their kids out of school. I'm not saying, hey, let's go start a war and, and blow up the White House. I'm not saying that. I'm not making that kind of noise because Jesus wouldn't do that. And I'm not going to do that. That's what they want. But when we make noise, we get them where it matters. We show them, you know, it's time to homeschool your kids. Look what they're doing to your children. That is so much money goes to the school district, right? And when you don't have those numbers, you don't have those children enrolled. They're not going to keep getting that money because they get their money off of how many children are enrolled within the district. And so when half of these moms are pulling their children out of school, money talks. When they lose the money. I like, I like two or three states have made the, the argument about like you know, schools, right? But my argument about that is we can talk about laws and they'll change the fucking thing. And that's the that's exactly what's going to so happen. So, like, I mean, at that point in time. So, the, when you're saying making noise, we're not saying go out there with their guns and battle. Well, no, battle. But that's I'm saying, not like, it. at that point in time, like, I'm, I'm looking at that instance. Like, I'm all for take the kid out, homeschool them, and self-educate, do all that great stuff, right? But in the same sense, I'm not going to be narcissistic to the fact of saying that me pulling my kids out is going to make a change to the tax code or even if, but it will even if 95 percent of pulling out what i'm telling you is that at some point in time greed will take over and the politician will say okay well you want to pull your kids out that's fine i'll dictate and i'll change homeschool laws right and i'll force you either to put your kids back in yep. or i will force these private schools to pay in to to create you know to close the gap because one thing that's not a politician or at least a, a government body is gonna, not going to say is like you're not going to give me money. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Money talks. And so when, like for me, like Remnant said, it's going to school board meetings, city councils, et cetera. And that's the problem. When you have these moms and it's the moms that are standing up because and nothing against the dads. The dads yeah. are working. The moms are more involved with their children. That's just the way it's been. Let me finish. <laughs> so they're out there and they're speaking up at these school board meetings. And some these women are being arrested for saying the truth. You know, there was a kid, I saw a video the other day, he was like 12 years old and he was reading out of a book that they had in the school library and the dad was there standing beside him. Even these children are standing out against this stuff and it's being televised. People are seeing, people are standing up. That is what we're saying about, you know, being loud. It's not, there's no ill intent. There's no, like, we're ready to fight. That's so, not what we're saying. Why? So like, here's the thing that'll blow your mind. So like the virtualized uh, um, library, right? It will be a thing in the future. And I say this because from the simple fact is that an argument that, that, that a lot of parents say nowadays is that you're allowing this book inside this library, right? And mm -hmm. they got some horrendous stuff out there. How do you stop that? How do you stop what? How do you stop that? The virtual you well there's two sides of the story we, we could do like we did and we empowered our school our local school board and they can kind of be like a guardian over that right mm -hmm. but if you're on the other side of the fence i'm sitting here thinking okay well how what, now the the karens of, of our our congregation of our, our our whole city here are all in an uproar yeah, they're all progressive white males toxic masculinity are yes. coming in and, and yes for out. those that don't know we just had an election for new school board uh last month and it was all white christian men that were elected uh republicans or conservatives whatever you want to call them and then they had the superintendent of the school district just resigned a couple of days ago and so did the vice president and like so this is why i say this right 
to they'll get a new like and I, I told you this like the, the old the old the old administration did not want to work with the new school board right right so that that was a given and that's why I said like whenever you get a new mayor that comes in especially in like large cities they come in they fire all the supervisors or all the leadership that they don't like or they don't need or they have somebody to replace they bring their own people in they're used to dealing with them and that's kind of what I expected from the school board especially if they said it was like that. I'm like the current administration is not going to survive, especially with the vice president saying that <laughs> no. he's out of the country majority of the time, uh, which is a hilarious thing for you know him to say after the fact. Um, but at that time and sense, right? I'm still not naive to the fact, like, okay, their power is is great, but it's limited to to a certain extent. I say this because uh, Jed ran for mm-hmm. over here, right? And he's his court case is still pending, but he lost funding from the state of Illinois at that point. Yeah, because he wouldn't bow down to the system at that point in time. So, like to to their extent, as much power as they have, they're still confined by the constraints of a public a publicly funded school that's mandated by the. But state. he's not a public school, though. Well, I'm just not he's saying a, him, he's a but private he, school. He was getting still getting funding from from that. But I'm saying a public school is going to be even worse. Yes. And that's going to push more and more people to pull their kids from them. And that'll be a great thing. But at the same time, like I said, I'm not naive to the fact that, okay, 95% of of Kendall County doesn't have the kids in school. The 115 and 308, they might close down a school district, but whatever school districts left remaining is going to try to, it will collect as much money as possible. Of course, absolutely. And And they're even trying to see because so many people pulled their kids from from the public school system that now homeschooling is racist. Like, I feel like our our money should be going towards towards here, you know. Well, of course. And so, what about the people who don't have kids and you know school age kids? people who don't have kids at all the greater help of right but again you know we did that one whole show about you know how the school system was created you know by the rockefeller and you know all of that you're driving to the the district at that point in time and like like even like the like my school right now like uh, for wdu like they're pushing people to go back and they're like one lady was like oh i got six degrees and it's like why why do you need six degrees at that point in time like Maybe okay, like pushing into three, like maybe a doctorate. Like, why do you need a degree at all at that point in time? Because it's all about. It's just like you got Air Jordans or you got those Walmart specials. You know, it's just it's just a title. It's just look at me. I'm so much better. And we had talked about, you know, like children being smart and the way that this society deems people to be smart is who can quote somebody. You know, not necessarily who can think for themselves and create something new, but who can quote somebody who they deem to be smart. You know, who can um, you're just re- regurgitating it literally. Right? And that's what they want. They don't want free thinkers. They don't want people thinking for themselves. They want you to only repeat what they want you to repeat. And that's how they dictate the level of smartness, you know. And for me, it's just like having the kids, you know, being able to think freely, think for themselves. And they say most homeschool children come out to be engineers, they come out to be doctors, they, you know, people who have to use their brains, and then I'm not being funny, but people who have to think logically, because they're not being, um, you know, just in this little box, you know, they're able to, to, to explore. And they say that a kid should be able to touch the dirt and and climb trees and and explore nature before they're even able to pick up a pencil. At that point in time, it's like kind of like a science experiment that's going on, right? Like a kid jumping into a puddle, right? He's watching, you know, gravity take place, displacement of particles and 
and he's just having fun and he's not even knowing he's doing it but he's learning at the same time and he's visual and he's actually going into it and he's jumping or she's jumping into the puddle you know mm-hmm. repeatedly over and over again eventually there's not going to be any water in there and they're, they're going to be sad because there's no more water but like they're going to know like in the future like hey if i jump in this puddle you know and it's not like a lake or an ocean it's, it's going to make a splash right. you know or, you know, like the kids are outside and, uh, you know, playing in the rain, you know, and mm-hmm. going back and forth. Oh, I'm soaking wet. Okay, well, maybe next time I need to get a towel before a right. learning experience. Because right? it's like an experiment, yeah. right? It's trial and error. That's how you learn. If I were to tell the kids, don't go outside and jump in that puddle, you're going to get all wet. And they never did. They would never know. They just took my word for it. But when they go out there and they jump in that puddle and they get wet. That's a learning opportunity. They're learning. Okay, mom wasn't lying. She was right. You know, and that's part of growing. That's part of expanding, you know. Well, it's like off a mindset, right? Somebody, I forgot, like it was an online video, but somebody was talking about like a flea. A flea can jump 36 inches in the air, right? <laughs> so, mm. but like if you take a flea and you put it into a jar and a jar is only like eight or nine inches, he will only jump right to where he gets ready to knock at the top of it. And he'll continuously do it. And if he has offspring in there, they're all born with the ability to jump 36 inches. But if they if they get to the point that the parent will only show them how to jump nine inches, not saying that they can't jump 36, right. but they, the parents like, hey, you can only jump this high. That's it. And, and that's kind of the mindset whenever like kids go to school nowadays. I think they get the same same instance, like they go through the school and the parents kind of navigating them saying, okay, well, you can only do this. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I went to college, you know, or I did go to college and I told my kids like, oh, you got to go to college. Like that's the only path I know that I've right. tried and I tested and a lot of successful people that you see is like, okay, I know what this path is and I can tell you all about this path. Right. But there's another path over here and you might want to try that path. Right. And like, hey, like there's some, some spots I can help fill out and navigate that path for you and, you know, like maybe some financial stuff or, Hey, this sounds, you sounds like a reasonable decision. I can help guide you in certain areas, but I don't know the path, but like, maybe you should go explore that. Right. Right. And you, you uh, encourage yeah, a lot of like the nowadays you see in like the public school system, it's the same rigor more. They chopping out the cookie mm-hmm. cutter kid and like, okay, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a police officer. All great things that you can potentially go and become as a word. Or, you know, you can go be a laborer, you can go work construction, uh, you can be a metal worker, plumber, all the trade schools, you can go sell a ship, you can do anything. But they don't encourage trades but like, anymore. But like, just doing anything, right? But like nowadays, it's like, it's a, it's a Ponzi scheme. Like, okay, well, now you got to go get a, uh, you know, a four-year degree. And now a four well, first year it used to be, you got to have a high school diploma. And then high school diploma, so many people were getting them. And then it's like, oh, wait, now you got to get an associate degree. And it keeps climbing up. Right. And, but it always carries that expectation, right? And that's where you kind of got into like the, like, you know, demanding of, of, of certain stuff. Like, Well, okay, that's like when you were saying earlier, the lady's like, oh, I've got six <laughs> degrees. Yeah. Like, because once you've reached that, okay, now you've got a doctorate. You, you can't go any higher, but they still need you to keep going to school because that's another thing. People no, sales pitch and I'm like, oh, come back to school and get it like a, oh, so like I'm in my field, like, like the best experience you can get is, is actually performing the action, right? right? Like you could talk about the theories and mm-hmm. the hypotheticals and all this, but like until you actually technically do something, you have no clue what the reaction is going to be. You're not like how your body's going to react, senses, all this other stuff, depending on what you're doing. And like they tell, they, they, they're like, oh, well, if you're a chief technology officer, which in, te- in essence, you're the top of the top, <coughs> or like, um, or you're a CIO, 
like you can go to get these degrees as, as, a, as a kid. So you're going to sell a kid a degree. So say they're 26 and they're going for, they're, they're finishing up their master's, right? Mm-hmm. They went to school from the time they're 17 till, till now. And they're, 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 they have no real life experience, but you're giving them a master's degree in essence and telling them to go perform a job in tech. Technically, you need like 10 years experience, at least at a minimum. But you've got that piece of paper, though. But you got the piece of paper and like you fit their criteria. And then in, 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 in like the company's mind, it's like, OK, well, I get a bargain discount. Like I get a guy who technically on paper says he can do it. And he meets the criteria. Maybe he doesn't have the experience. But hey, we're going to give him less of a salary and he can just go do the job. And he's met all the criteria. Right. And we, you can mold and manipulate him however exactly. you want to at that point. In time. And think about that, right? So you said 26, having a master's degree. So most people who graduate college four years, 22, right? Yeah. And that's four more years that they've wasted that time. They could have been actually performing the job, yeah. right? But because now they're saying you need a master's degree. And think about those four more like, years, how much more money you're investing into that school. You know, that's $100,000 right there, plus all the interest. People can't pay that off. It's a way to keep you weighted down your entire life. You're working to pay off your loan. And it's a false expectation, right? Because yeah. Because 90% of what happens is that you get this degree, you go in, you're like, you're expecting, I'm going to get this, this job making, you know, over $100,000 or, you know, six figures is going to be a mine or. Yeah. Uh, and, and you get there and like nobody wants to hire you. Nope. Because all you have is that piece of paper. That's you it. You might get like those one-off jobs where you're going to be like, you're not making nowhere near what you thought. You got nope. these huge college loans and debts. Yep. Or if you're vice versa, you know, you, uh, you go into a trade and you're going to get a job. But like some people have certain expectations. Like, okay, all right, if I'm going to be an, uh, an electrician, I need to go into the union. It's like, okay, you go into the union. It's another scheme. And you get pulled into that whole thing. And it's yep. like, uh, like they get a bad. You're you bought a, paid you, for. You get a bad moniker. Either you get like a really good guy or you get a guy that's like, well, I'm, I'm going to pay the same if I do five hours or if I do you know, 30 minutes, you know. Remnant says today you're better off not going to college or their schools either. They're just indoctrination camps. Yep. And I agree a hundred percent. You know, it's really sad because they're molding these children. Now think about like, so we've got a four-year-old, right? And we call her the COVID baby because she was, what was that? Three years ago yeah. when COVID happened. So she was only one and she just saw all these crazy people walking around with their masks. They look like zombies. You know, everybody's scared out of their mind. So now she's just, she's got this perception of people. She's like afraid, you know, and I don't ever want my kids to be afraid of anything, you know, like be fearless, but they're so used to that. So now think about it. These little kids were going to preschool. They had to wear their masks. They were six feet apart. There was no playtime. And this is how they grew up, right? They grew up thinking this is normal. So this entire generation, minus the ones that are homeschooled, you know, they're going to think that that's normal. And they they are going to be the ones that they completely are controlled by the system, you know, because from the moment that they were able to step foot into a school between the, the genders and, you know, it's they, them now, and they're teaching them as young as two, they, them, it's not he, she anymore, it's they, them, you know, I mean, between that and the masks, these kids are going to be so messed up. And that's what they want. They need that because the sooner you can mess a child's mind up, the sooner you can control them. And then they're going to be those good little people that they want them to be. And that's where communism is going to come in because they're just willingly going to give up their freedoms. You talk about generation, you know, like generational. 
well, no, not generational wealth. Or like how they change every generation. They outlast right. a generation. Yes. And they say we're only one generation ever away from losing our freedom. And I think this is going to be that generation if we as parents don't stop. Well, they look at them like there's like there's there's a good dissension between like of what what we we have as perceptional reality, right? And then whatever the hell is going on over there. So, so it's like in, in in ground zero, I don't give a shit if you call yourself they, them, him, or whatever pronoun you want to identify at. But what I find hard is that everybody makes the same argument. It's like, how do I know whether or not you're a boy or girl today? Like, what is the precursor? Like, are your ears going to glow yellow? Like, when you're a girl? Like, are they blue when you're a boy? Like, there's no, there's no perspective. And then, like, there's no logical thinking after that. Like, okay, you can't present an argument. So, like, if I walk up to you in the street and today you're not Tiff, you're you're buff, you know, <laughs> or whatever the name, your name is, you're identifying as a man today. And, like, how the hell am I supposed to know? I, there's no way of me Because knowing. I will tell you. Yeah, just like the vegans, like, they come out and tell you I'm vegan. But, like, if I'm just passing a screen, yeah, I'm a nice person. I say, hello, dear, how you doing? Like, you get offended all, right away. Oh my God, he called me a deer. And the day I'm not a deer, the day I'm a him. And it's right. like, you know, like, like now you're having a full mental breakdown. Like, and, well, yeah. At this point in time, and it's escalated to nothing because right. there's no logical explanation you can give me for me identifying you from afar or up close without having any, like, you know, any kind of like. If you ever call me buff again, we're going to have problems. <laughs> I just want you to know that. It's like, you see, like. Catherine says, oh, Matt, you're so cute. But like you, you I, know, want to say, I, no. but like I'm like I do, I understand because we have to play pretend with them. But I'm not. I'm, this is that's the thing. It's like everything is being geared toward like okay, well you can be this, and you can be that. And it's like no, you can't. Like there's certain limitations to this. Like I can't be pretend to be a fish. You know, it's like it all started. <laughs> yes, you can. Where it's all started whenever they had this that TL show, TLC show, like the weird things, where, like somebody married a, a, a fucking. Uh, F-bomb. <laughs> a fence. Stop. Well, they, well, somebody married a fence. Remember they said somebody married a fence. No, Another... it started with Dennis Rodman when he married himself. Oh. He wore a dress. Yes, that started with Dennis Rodman way back in the Before 90s. This... Okay? That's but when it started. Somebody married a fence. Let that sink in. Well, you know, because we, instead of... And, but instead of us saying, no, that's not right. We we were amused by it, and it was right. Like a, it, was it was a big a, joke. It was RuPaul. a level of, a, of acceptance at that. Well, point RuPaul, on. remember, everybody's like, "Oh, RuPaul," mm -hmm. you know, it was like the cool thing, and it was okay. They opened that Pandora's box and they let it out, and we know the end goal has always been them coming for our children and legalizing pedophilia, because that's all satanic. It's all goes back to Moloch. I mean, look at everything. It is all biblical. We are literally living out the end times here and their end goal is to come for our children. And that's why they're teaching them this stuff in school. You could be anything you want to be. So if a man decides to identify as a five-year-old child and it's consensual between the two, then there's nothing wrong with it, right? That's their mentality. And that is where I think it doesn't matter what side of the, the politics you're on. When you come after somebody's child, I think that is where the line is going to be drawn in the sand. You know, um, it, it's gross. It's so gross what they're doing. And we see it and we're out here and we're talking about it and we are trying to change it. You know, um, 
But I think it's, and I hate to say it this way, but I think it's going to take for those other people to wake up something to happen to their child. You know, you're seeing a lot of these, these children coming out and saying, um, I'm confused. I'm the other sex today. I'm this, I'm that. And even those parents are like, no, no, you're not, you know? And, and so they are coming for our children. And that's why, like I said, it starts this this whole generation covid with the masks and, and everybody complying to what they're saying this generation they're starting with this generation the covid generation covid no, babies serious question though what you know, Joe Biden was running for re-election oh my goodness really <laughs> oh, oh man gosh. um remnant says i i care i'm not playing that stupid game of identity politics we're all dumber for it, and I won't participate in it. Screw your feelings. Sorry, not sorry. It's time for brutal honesty. And I'm the same way. And, you know, I think the biggest misconception that the other side has is that just because I don't agree with your lifestyle, that means I hate you or I'm a bigot or I'm this or I'm that. I'm not. I love everybody equally. I truly do. I don't have any hate in my heart for anybody. I have anger. I have righteous anger. But they think that, you know, I'm a homophobe because I don't agree with that or a transphobe or I'm this or I'm that. I'm not afraid of them at all. In fact, I feel sorry for them because they're not addressing the issues. It's definitely mental illness and they are mentally ill. And you're seeing a lot of these older transgender teens and, and people in the early 20s, um, even that swimmer, Leah, whatever, is saying, I'm not going to be a woman anymore. I want to be a man because they realized that they were going through a phase just like us. You know, we had the, you know, everybody went through some kind of phase, you know, um, well, somebody like and me, that's what it is. The argument, like we spent a whole port portion of like the earlier part of our civilization identifying and, and solidifying women's rights. Oh, you're on sports your own bathrooms, right? Like all this stuff, as, as identifying you as a separate entity and understanding that there's physical and physical restraints in certain areas and aspects, right? And it's like it, at the snap of a finger, it, it, it disappears. Subpar just disappears. So like it's a it's a, like a pinnacle. It's like either we just take away everything that you you. You're like, you know, previous generations have fault to give or just they have, people have to have understanding. It's like, OK, you want to go do this absurd and ludicrous thing. You need to be your own entity. Like right. you you don't get to go and, and invade somebody's space no. at that point in time. But they're just throwing it on us. They're shoving it down our throat. That's the problem. And those same people will complain about you know, Christians shoving Christianity down their throats, but yet they turn around and do the same thing to us. And, you know, I'm not one to just shove my Christianity down anybody's throat. I will tell you that Jesus loves you, but I cannot force you to accept Christ. That's something you have to do in your own heart, right? But they are forcing us to accept their mental illness. And that, yeah, you know, but, but, um, it's like song scripture. My thought says we have to have God's back on all of these satanic lifestyles. Exactly. Like, again, I don't have to agree with you. You know, I can disagree with you because my God tells me that I don't have to agree with you and I'm not going to agree you with you. Know, I'm not and crocodiles live in the same order, right? They get along yeah. to a certain extent. Like they tolerate each other. Like, you know, every once in a while the, the, the crocodiles will be sunbathing. And the hippos are like, hey, I want to sunbathe. 
So they just kind of come up and the crocodiles are like, all right, I got to go home. Well, we can live amongst one another, but we don't all have to think exactly the same. That's what I'm trying to say is that I'm not going to do that. And I, you're not going to force me. I've never been one to be forced. I've never been one to fall for peer, for peer pressure. I've never been, I've been the divergent my whole life and I'm not going to start now. I'm sorry. I will not play along with you. I refuse to, because you know what? I know again, that this is not my home. This is enemy territory. I'm here to recruit people. Heaven is my home and I'm just recruiting. This is not my room. No, really. My room upstairs is the bedroom. Yeah. Well, speaking of, it's about that time. It's already, we've been on here almost two hours. How did it start out with electroculture? Now we're talking about trans culture. <laughs> See how it's just electrified like, carrots for everybody. Oh my goodness. Maybe some of these people need to be electrified. By the power of Jesus Christ, because that's a good uh, segue <laughs> right there. I mean, I mean, really, you know, it's like, like I truly do feel bad for a lot of these kids because they are falling for peer for peer pressure, and I don't think they're really thinking things through. And I think eventually, you know, a couple years from now, they're going to be like, God, why was I doing that? Like, you remember the Jenko jeans? I used to have this really huge, big black pair of Jenko jeans. Remember the legs are like super wide? You get them from what was that store? Uh, hot, topic. hot topic yes I, so i loved these jeans right and that was like a quick phase like a that was like a hot topic tabletop jeans like you stayed was like 15. oh my god anyways that was just like a quick fade okay those are so ugly you could not catch me like and now i like my leggings you know complete opposite right but my point is there's going to come a day when these children are going to look back and think gosh why did i have that purple hair or you know, why did I pretend to be a boy? You know, because eventually these people are going to want to have babies and, and things like that. And this is all going to be like, what in the world were we thinking? You know, and so I think we just truly have to be there for our children. We have to really watch what they're watching and, and try to keep them away from all that. You know, we don't watch TV hardly ever. Like we'll watch movies here and there, but. I mostly watch the back of my eyelids. Yeah. Yes, you do. So, um, I don't know. I, I just really, we need more Jesus more than ever. And, you know, that's why I'm trying so hard to make sure that we're raising our children up right and in the church because there is so much evil. And they know. They can see evil when it's right in front of them. They know when something's not right. It's just, I think, something that's kind of built into most of us. Some of us just ignore it while others address it. And, you know, it's just... We know Jesus is coming. We know he's coming back. And that's why I always say, I don't think that we were ever meant to fix this. I think only Jesus can fix this. We're just here to recruit people so that, you know, they can go home with us when we leave. So, well, it's about that time. I'm going to just go ahead and say a quick prayer. And um, then I'll let everybody go because we were kind of late tonight, right? All right. So if you would just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for tonight, Lord. We thank you for those who joined us live and for those who will listen later on, Lord. Um, we thank you for all the many blessings that you've given us, Lord, especially the eyes to see, all the deception that surrounds us, Lord. Um, we thank you for all of our friends and, and family here in the Bards Nation and for Scott for helping open our eyes to, to everything, Lord. Um, we thank you for bringing us all together and we thank you for 
for everything, Lord. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us in our sins. Um, we just ask that, you know, you send us to do your work, Lord. Um, whatever you need us to do, put it on our hearts that we can go forward and and just spread your love and your word with those especially who need it. Um, and for those that are struggling with their faith right now, Lord, I ask that they just, they come to somebody if they've got questions, they can come here. Um, you know, anybody in the Bard's family, you know, even the Bible, open the Bible. There's so many answers there and Jesus truly is waiting for you to accept him. So um, again, if you're struggling with your faith, pray, ask God to forgive you and accept Jesus Christ in your heart and, and you too will be saved. Um, just with all the evil in this world, we know that more than ever, we need you. We need the Holy Spirit to continue guiding us on this journey, Lord. Um, just help heal those that are, are hurting or are sick. And, and just, again, continue guiding us so that we can do whatever you need us to do, Lord. We are here for you. Um, and let us be good stewards. Um, just be with us and keep us all safe. In your son Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Right. Well, thank you all again for joining. I know we kind of went off topic, but we, we tend to do that. We're like squirrels around here, you know, squirrel. <laughs> Matt gets me going on stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we'll agree or disagree on. And you should hear some of the conversations we have here because there's a lot of F-bombs, not on my side, but on his side. So, again, thank you all so very much for, for joining us tonight. And I pray that you all have a, a blessed weekend. Um, and don't forget to lean into Jesus because he's there, he's listening, and he will never, ever lead you astray. And with that, we wish you a good night, and we'll see. No, we're not doing Christmas. No, we're not. We're not. It's not even summer. Don't even. All right. La, 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 Gosh. All right. Good night, everybody. Love you all. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent. People will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. Those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass.
and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people, and so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines, you are not cattle, you are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite! Yeah!